to the Bottled Soccer Talk podcast, where you will always find two guys, two mics, and two pints. And my name is Nestor, and I'm joined here by Henry. This is episode number 97, if you can believe that. And um, I said two pints, but what I really mean is a a mega pint. Yeah, definitely. Like, like Mr. Depp. <laughs> you heard? Uh, listen, yeah, man. Um, you know, glad to be here again. Obviously, football is at a it's at a still water moment. You know, uh, the man. games are are a bit of a chore to watch in some ways. It's hard to take fully serious, but yeah, some games. I think the, tr- the transfer speculation has been more entertaining, if you ask me. And events, if and you're it, a fan of certain clubs. Yeah, exactly, and and you know, pretty slow week though. You know, there's a lot that we can talk about. Uh, off the f- off the pitch more than ever, you know, with the very thin yeah. amount of games. But um, yeah, um, I, I mentioned this to you the other day though, um, because there there was a whole lot of chatter, especially with these these players um, that are in the European competition, the the Nations League, or is it League of Nations? League, yeah, either Whatever, or, right? Yeah, yeah either or. Um, a lot of players, and this is like right at the end, right after the end of the season. Uh, no break, four games in ten days for some guys, right? Yeah. And uh, a lot of the guys, uh, uh, De Bruyne was very vocal. Um, who else? Uh, I think Virgil Van Dyke as well. Just players from from all of Europe. Really, they're saying this is crazy. You know, like uh, where's the player welfare? Yeah, you were basically where where do we stand? Yeah, we want to be coddled, and we're, uh, we're, we're one of some of the highest paid players in history. <laughs> And the highest, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I see both sides. I, get, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it because to me, a lot of what the the contrived significance of Nations League is is kind of like, hey, the, these friendlies now are relevant because we say they're a competition now, rather than just straight up calling them friendlies. And in a sense, isn't like kind of World Cup qualifying? Can't can't you consider that kind of friendly like the same sort of way as well i mean how are you going to get up as a team like portugal against estonia how, how can you get up for something like that right yeah um but it still matters because you have to qualify versus where it's the nation's league you know it's same result but different significance i suppose um so i get that like the players are, are looking at it a little cynically and and wafa shamelessly promotes it that way right yeah. so I, I guess i get it but my thing is is that you don't hear that from the South American sides. Like, you don't hear that from South American players. I don't... I haven't anyway. No, no, yeah. There's a... And a, they're not... A different pride attached to the... Yeah, you know. and they're not even under the guise of this fucking, you know, uh, quote-unquote competition. It's really just friendlies for them. Yeah, yeah. Getting ready for World Cup, building chemistry, or figuring it out. Th- that's but, the uh, thing, though. And that's this is why I love Conmebol and... It's my favorite confederation for this reason alone is that it's like there can't be a friendly between two South American sides and the levels are always so near, you know, they're, they're never too, there's never a disparaging amount of quality like you mentioned between Portugal and Estonia or Mexico and Papua New Guinea. No, this these all these teams in South America can play, and that's so. due to geography for the most part. Well, for 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 some for some reason, yeah. But I mean, geographically speaking, South America has very little weaknesses. Even Suriname is like probably the worst, I guess. You know, but oh, and they're, yeah, they're very much the worst. 
But they're also not playing against each other. They're playing in other, like, well, they're, other, playing, they're other, playing friendlies against other teams. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. They're playing quality, actually, from but, what I've seen. But, like, you look at Uruguay, who, who you, in your mind, might be looked at as, like, a not even a black horse contender for the World Cup. But they're give they beat the shit out of Mexico. They uh, they actually had a really good game against the United States, who I consider to be a dark horse for the World Cup. Yeah. So it's um you know it's again you don't really hear any complaints from the players. For them, it's like it's like a responsibility almost, right? Like they yeah. they enjoy it. They they want to wear that shirt. And the European the European players, in a sense, I feel are are taking it for granted. And. Uh, I mean, they all play within the same turn, um, uh, countries and leagues and stuff. You know, some of them are even teammates. So yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, I, I guess um, that that contrast is a uh, is a uh, pretty interesting on, on how um, those uh, those guys look at it. Yeah, well, that's my point. Is on average, you know, the European fixtures in, in international, um, you know, it's it's never really that competitive. In Europe, I mean, it's it is like you like say one out of four games might be competitive, but the next three are gonna be pretty easy. And I think as a player for a European national team, you're like, why do I gotta be here? You know, why do I gotta do a whole another warm up session, a whole another another physio se- session, and all this stuff that you have to put in when it, we're just lining up against uh, you know Luxembourg, Estonia, you know Gibraltar teams like that. And it's like uh, I could see why. They show less importance. I know right now South American teams were doing friendlies, but even the teams they were playing against were decent yeah. level. So yeah. I think they, there's also that level of competitiveness that exists more in South America and as know, a whole. You know, as you say that, I'm, I'm starting to think because a lot of the players that are saying that, you can, you can kind of... Uh, you're pretty much knowing that they have their spot solidified. De Bruyne... There's nothing that's going to happen in the next uh, five to six months that's going to say, okay, De Bruyne's going to get dropped from the team other than some, like, crazy injury. Well, no, I mean, Trissard's looking nice. Sure. De Bruyne could have the shittiest six months of his whole life in the next six months. And he's still not getting dropped. He's not going to get dropped from the Belgian team. Van Dijk, he can play... Shitty for the next six months. Not going to get dropped from the Dutch team. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, players in England, for example, Trent, Reese James, Kyle Walker, Trippier, they all have to play their be- A game. If they want to start in the World Cup, if that yeah. means anything to them, they're going to have to be on their A game. They're going to have to show up in these you know, me- meaningless nations league. Oh, God. Big ass man just standing there waiting to hit threes. Uh, I don't respect that at all. Anyway, wow. look at that. Are you, trying, are you trying to dribble too? Not even trying that to get in the paint. That shit was carry. Yeah, it uh, was. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, we're, we're watching the finals, uh, Warriors versus Celtics. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, that there's also a factor there of, of players that don't have that don't feel like they should necessarily be there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I. Sure no sé. I. Uh, I feel like there, there's a really interesting uh, contrast there between those mentalities. Um, yeah, it's a different mentality. But you also have uh, we also had some World Cup qualifying uh, happening. That was the uh, the Welsh side beating the 
everyone's a Ukraine. little sweethearts for the moment anyway uh, uh, Ukraine and uh, Wells pulled it off uh, it was a pretty pretty decent game actually I don't know if you caught that no I wasn't able to watch that one unfortunately yeah um, you know Ukraine gave it what they could I don't know I feel like uh I don't know, this this might be kind of weird to say, but I feel like there was a sort of entitlement that that maybe they had just because, like, like the world owed them one, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe that was my impression of the way people talked about it and not necessarily the players. Yeah, the story but, uh, was pretty significant, you know? You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, just uh, everything that's that's gone on politically with them um, and, you know, we know about the war and everything, and we, we've yeah. even talked about that, but... Uh, everyone going again, going for them because of that, and uh, you know me, I like to sometimes be the guy at the bar that that goes against the team that everyone's going for. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, <laughs> no, I understand. And uh, yeah, uh, Wales make it through on a. I don't know if it was considered an old own goal, but uh, uh, Gareth Bell, a free kick ends up, and uh, he yeah. actually could have had another one. Uh, Both teams could have scored a whole lot more, and uh, for some reason, uh, Wales' uh, uh, um, keeper Hennessy turned yeah. into Courtois. I think he he actually made nine saves as well. Which is a weird coincidence. What a guy! Yeah, I mean, shout out to Wales though. Honestly, they they won the game of their lifetime. Uh, but Ukraine won won the story of the night. Sixty four years without making a World Cup. Yeah. Wales. And by the way, this is I don't even even feel this is their strongest side. They've ha- I feel like their last side was much better. I, I feel they had Aaron Ramsey, Gareth yeah. Bale in his prime, you know. It was much better. It's just crazy that it panned out now. You know, what changed? Um and they're gonna be a fun team to watch if they can just continue like on the Iceland trajectory. Remember how they just kept winning? Um after winning. Gareth Bell retires, they're gonna be a S- Scotland. I'm probably even lower because I, I would say that they're about Scotland level now. SLC deal. But I I don't know. I, I think uh, when I well, when I saw them play that day, Gareth Bell is still obviously the most skillful, talented player on that pitch by a very good margin. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching it and I'm like, this dude, everything he's doing is he's so much better than everybody else. And granted, it's Ukraine. So, I mean... I'll be fair and say Zinchenko actually played really well too. Zinchenko he, has and had he's a good, obviously the best player on Ukraine. Oh, dude, he's really good, and they throw him in the midfield, so he has a freedom the runs to run. He makes the the, the passes, he, the way he finds his teammates. I mean, you could tell he's a step above, like a few steps above his, the rest of his teammates. You're like, yeah, that's Quite a, a that's a pet player. That's yeah. a pet player right there. Yeah, you, you learn that, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, so and. Let's not get it mistaken. Zinchenko is levels below Bale. Yeah, man. Ah, shit, yeah, man. I don't. I mean, currently, <laughs> it's it's different, but yeah, legacy wise. No, you. Well, we're saying you say that, but I don't know. I don't know about currently. No, currently, man. I don't think Bale has much. I wonder to show. how much of a. Well, Bell Bell's kind of known to be looking at retirement soon. Yeah, no, and that's my and point. That's, but legacy wise, I totally hear you. Oh yeah, well yeah, and there's. I'm just much. saying, currently Zinchenko is in his in the best moment of his life in terms of f- football form, and Bale unfortunately isn't. But Bale's best day is miles clear. I'm, I'll but, make that but, clear. But when he puts on that Welsh shirt, 
he's ah. he's like Memo Ochoa. In it's international Cup. football, to be fair. You know, that's where you'll see yeah. players like Darmsgaard look like you know Superman, and then you forget. You know, it's, and, it's, and Denmark, by the way, is they're they're not bad. They're they're decent. They're not De- bad. Decent little they're side, to be fair. Team. Yeah, um, but you know. Uh, it's gonna be. It's, I'm kind of gonna be rooting for Wales. For well, TBH. well, and I was gonna. I was kind of, kind of bridge that because it has some significance for you. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna the be US in players. USA's group. Um, I still think it's England, USA, and then uh, uh, Wales and Iran in that order for that group. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're, I think they'd still be a good fight. It's a dog fight. Yeah. It's However. A dog fight. Ramsey has no business wearing that number 10 shirt for Wales. No business whatsoever. He's shameless for even allowing them to give it to him. That There's no one on that team other than Bale that deserves that shirt. That number... But he shamelessly wears it. And he's... Shit. Ah, uh, he, he's not that He's bad. shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, that's a bit harsh. No, I'm, I'm no, sorry, no. Uh, Gunner fans. I, I know that's... You know that's that's your guy. I don't ask I, ask, ask Rangers. <laughs> I mean, he's not he's not nowhere near as good as he used to be. Oh, man, however good he was, he still has that dog in him. I feel. <laughs> but I mean, that boy, nice. It's um yeah, it's a very thin team Wales have, and if they make yeah. it by, it's well, just... they have you know they do have some players that are pretty good. They have Dan James. They have um, Brandon Williams. He's he's nah, I'm just clapping. Oh, uh, Ben Davis. Um, who else? Che Adams for what that's worth. Uh, uh, they had this one dude. He's a winger. Uh, Rodon from uh, Spurs. Um, who else? Who else do they have? They had another a few other players that are pretty notable. This cat from Norwich who was actually pretty good, young kid. Ah, fuck. Who else? Ah, oh, man. I was looking at that team the other day, and I'm like, hey, they're... But that's the thing. They're not that bad. They're Obviously, these guys aren't world beaters. I'm not going to pretend... I'm not going to sit here and try and talk to you. Oh, they're going to qualify uh, out of whoa, the group stage. Whoa, no, whoa. I'm not going to... I'm not going to go that far. But they're they're a decent little team. They're yeah. a decent little team. But they, when you stack 11 for 11, I think... Against US. USA? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're not on that level. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it's going to be a nice dogfight. I think that group is not, you know, it's not uh, easy. It's not even going to be easy for England, to be fair. With, against the Welsh, there's also the pride thing. So that's going to be really <sighs> yeah, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Kind of like Scotland. Scotland or and Ireland and, you know, all of all of them. All but the lands. <laughs> all of the lands. Great Britain. Uh, but, yeah, man. Um, were there any other? Oh, well, Mexico had a few games as well. Mexico played against Uruguay and they got... They got um, smacked. And in Ecuador, huh? Mexico is so toothless right now. Um, zero goals in two games against teams that are... They're, Uruguay, they're not bad. Uruguay is not bad. Like I said, they're not... They're a World Cup team. They're, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, is, so is Iran. <laughs> you know, I, I don't... But the level of Asia and, and Conmebol... I mean, if yeah, you're making yeah, exactly. World Cup, You know, I'll, I'll give uh, Uruguay their credit because they're, they're better f- than they seem. Whoa. But they're, like I said, I don't consider them a dark horse to win the whole thing. Um, no, no, not at all. Not at all. But they have, uh, they have characters in, the, in that team. They have great team. I mean, Big as soon plays. as they subbed it... Because like, I'm I more specifically... Oh, okay, Cavani's goal was... Yeah, yeah, you know, Cavani... You, no, perdón, no, we, eh? we kind of tend to not rate him when we talk about top strikers because of his age and maybe a little bit of his recent injury history. But the dude on... He's he's clinical. He's deadly. He didn't show that against USA. He actually missed 
I want to say an easy one, but he he missed one that you would think he would uh, convert. convert. But um, no, I think Cavani is, is still a top striker. No kidding, huh? Yeah, yeah, top top fifteen. Um, yeah, no, I, I think he's a great finisher. No, no doubt. When you that's one guy you can say also when you, when he plays for his national team. Just amps it up. Turns it up a little bit, yeah. Some, some players have more pride also for their country. Other players are more disconnected and, and also are there for the paycheck, truthfully. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think Uruguay is going to be a tough task for for teams in, in the World no, Cup. No, 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 totally, totally. They're not going to give over. I mean, they have, they have a... They still have Godin and, and Jimenez. That's Godin. pretty wild, though. Well, Jimenez is, is still young. No, he's young. He's young, but it's crazy. Like, the, the, the announcer was mentioning, he's like... You would think he's older with the amount of games he has under his belt. Like, bro, he was, he burst on the scene really young. For Uruguay, though, they they start them young. For them, it's it's a sink or swim. Either you're good enough or you're not. And then we're yeah. not fucking around. Either you're so gonna we'll call be you Luis and because Suarez, they've been so yeah. thin, yeah. And Fede Valverde too is kind of he's in two three years. You're gonna be like, wait, how many fucking caps does he have? Yeah, you know. And that's a future captain for them. That dude is. <laughs> yeah, I can't. You know, I can't say enough positive things about him. Can you name some negative things? I mean, not everything is rainbows and sunshines. Am I totally, right? Totally. No, I think sometimes he... Things he needs to improve on for next well, season. Well, I think uh, I think he needs to work a little bit on his technique in terms of uh, passing, passing ability, and dribbling a little bit. Even though he can find himself out of tight spaces now and then, he, he, get, he has a little too heavy of a touch. Like, you won't expect him to have a beautiful first touch every time. Yeah. Um, other times he kind of gets lost. Like he because he he has such a high motor, like he doesn't know sometimes to to change the tempo. And it's good that he works with Modric and Kroos a lot because that that just kind of comes with time. Um, I guess aerial ability. He, he's a big body, so that 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 should come. Other than that, I think. Uh, yeah, he's got great stamina. Yeah. So yeah, those are those are his negatives for sure. Um, I am only bringing this up because we're on the topic now, but obviously Chuomeni is pretty much all but officially confirmed. You know, okay, yeah. so I've seen, I think it's a great move myself, but I've seen people criticize the move for the sake of saying, well, you already have Kamavinga, you have Fede, who we were referencing. You still got Cruz and Modric who are going to play next season as far as we know, mm-hmm. and Casemiro who's still on, on you know, the team. Is it the right move for Chuomeni? Is you know what are your thoughts on the move? Um, it's the right move for Madrid. <laughs> you, you you're little by little patching holes before they actually exist. Right, right, yeah. Um, which I think any team would want to do, right? Right, right. Uh, so so um, I think he feels like he's ready, and the way that cross has been operating the last year and I think I still think Casemiro has a good two three years but when you would replace Modric you'd be like ah man like that there's still might be a gap in the midfield when Casemiro come out um either through accumulation of red cards or like the rare injury that he might have you know these guys are going to be plugging these holes so I think uh for him, maybe he might not be getting as many minutes as he was getting at Monaco, um, but but this is where you actually show that you're that talent because Monaco is it's always going to be a stepping stone. Monaco is never going to be the ultimate goal for, well, I guess for most players. 
so um, yeah, I think I think it's it's a good move for him, and, and it's one that he wanted because he could have he had other options. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's allegedly, I guess. My uh, problem is this: is that I do I do agree with people's criticism of that, but I think I see the bigger picture. And this is a, a great move for Madrid in this regard where, listen, you got to admit, there's too many midfielders for the amount of quality that is on the team now. Tamabin, and there's still Ceballos there. And, I know, and that guy, yeah. he, I think he's going he's gonna, to, he should get sold. But I'm saying, you got Camavinga who may feel threatened by the move. But I think the key there is moving uh, Valverde into the right wing role more often now. More often. Um, you know, I think it's, it's what will be able to accommodate for these players to actually get playing time because... Like it or not, players get sick of being on the bench, especially at the level they're at. Yeah. These guys are at, you yeah. know. So. Um, but he's not going to be on the bench as much as you would think, because Cruz is already, I think, on his way. I it, I don't know if he's going to get that extension the same way that Modric has been doing. No, I don't think so. Because no. he's always talked about retiring rather young, and he's already thirty-two, I believe, thirty-one, thirty-two. So I think he's getting close to that point, and this year showed that his legs are starting to kind of wear on him passing the ball amazing but set you know, running running head. and when the game became physical and he came off for Kamavinga night and day difference in the midfield um the one thing though and I guess this is kind of agreeing with your point is yeah you have Kamavinga Chuameni who in a way are similar yeah, very I would similar. say that Kamavinga is better at carrying the ball forward, and that's what they're going to get him for. But we don't have a we don't have a true like tempo keeper like Kroos can be, and we don't have a a one for one type player like Modric. And you don't necessarily need that, but the way that I guess that Madrid is used to when you have those two magicians, it's you know it's it's almost flawless. Like how can that not work? So it'll take some time to adjust because. All those three guys in the middle are super physical. Yeah. Chuameni is a unit. Kamavinga, he's a dog. Yeah. Valverde is a dog. Those guys don't stop running. They're not They're not going to get worn out, at least not for the next 10 years or so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're, we do need to – and this is what I was saying about Valverde. You, you do need to add a little bit of that technique, that, that you know, that timekeeping that, that the other two have. Um. And we're not going to get any magical passes like the one that Modric had against Chelsea with those guys. You're not going to see that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that that doesn't exist. So they'll either need to keep a Ceballos type player or sign De Bruyne or, or sign De Bruyne or something uh, uh, in the future or Ozil type player. But, uh, you know, with those guys, you might not even find yourself in the position to need that sort of pass as well. And the game you changes know. too. Maybe there's new schemes and, and oh, of new course, diff- of course. different so, things that so come you, up. Yeah, you get those guys looking forward. You don't get them like exactly for now, even though they would be important for today. Yeah. So yeah. that too many signing, I think no one is uh, against it. A lot of people are talking about the price. Yeah, it, it's going to end up being a hundred million. Uh, that's with add-ons. It's uh, it's always reported. It's funny how. Like you remember with Holland, they, yeah. they report the deal, including his contract for the five years or however long he's contracted for. Uh-huh. It's the same thing with this. It's like, okay, the transfer is $80 million, but the, the add-ons, and this is like just achievements, like, you know, league wins. Um, yeah. Whatever. It, it could end Incentives. up being an extra 20, 25, or 30, whatever. Yeah. And at that point, it kind of pays itself yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. At that point, you know, it's 
you know, it's just, you're just buying on credit. So 80 million is a transfer fee, and then 20 million is reported bonuses. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I think it's. I think 80 million is perfectly reasonable for a player like that, especially in today's market and for building for the future. It's it's a risk, I'll say. You know, for that price, like if things were to go wrong, it's it's gonna look bad. But I think it, like yeah. all the signs point to a good signing. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's kind of hard to say that it'll. Pan he's out in bad. crazy good shape. Apparently, he has like uh, he works with analysts after every game. He watches his film, so he's obsessed with his test his blood every day takes yeah, a piss he, test you know, he, he tracks his sleep he doesn't fap so Fuck you know he's up. basically levitating yeah yeah I, I i get it we'll see we'll see <laughs> madrid is a is a it's a tricky town a lot of nightlife a lot of partying we'll see how mm-hmm. how how he can contain that site we'll see how fast he gets himself an insta girlfriend <sighs> if it's within the next six months yeah uh no hope if on it's some <laughs> thomas party ish <laughs> Yeah, on, on nah. some uh, fucking Thibaut Courtois, or, Riyad Mahrez, uh, Riyad Mahrez or uh, Leroy Sané, Leroy Sané. Yeah, um, shit, I'll take me one. Damn, I'll be damned if I do. Uh, damned but, if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah. Um. Anyways, man, Celtics really stomping the Warriors out as of they're now. hitting everything. That's Hit. not gonna last all game. <sighs> damn, man, I'm kind of scared now for the Warriors, but we'll see. Um, going back to football, though, I mean, the U.S. Uh, obviously played against Uruguay as well. They they struggled. They drew. Well, the first half, I feel like U.S. were better. Oh no, they were no, they for sure. But I mean, they struggled to get the ball in the net, and that's what matters. Yeah. And but they generated some good chances. Um, I thought that uh, obviously Pulisic was sharp. Um, in the first half. In the first half, uh, obviously Brendan Aronson. When he came on in the second, you I'm know. concerned about the chemistry between Aronson and Pulisic. I th- I think they get on well personally, but I mean, well, when Pulisic starts, <laughs> well, oh, okay, but I mean, like no, when, when they Pulisic started, starts the attack, when yeah. Aronson starts, I don't know if I don't know how well it works. When they and played against Morocco, it worked out very well, I will say. But that's Morocco, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, when Uruguay put on their, their their better players in the second half, around the 60th minute or so, that's when U.S.'s impact from their, not just their midfield, but also their defense started kind of getting Crumbling a little, a bit, a little yeah. shaky. And then Pulisic didn't show up. Aronson, because of his work rate, just kind of forced himself in there. But not a whole lot of creation uh, after uh, after uh, Uruguay's midfield was able to stabilize things. Yeah, and the second half, surely. I think overall, I, th- I felt the U.S. created a, a fair amount. But truthfully, both both sides look kind of dull. You know, they did they didn't look like they were clinical it passes were accurate. It was a friendly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a friendly. Uh, but you know, I just I enjoyed seeing some of the rotation, some guys getting reps in. Um, you know, for depth reasons, Weston McKinney, uh, he's still a little sluggish, but yeah. you know, he went for his bike real quick, see if he could hit that. He was close. Um, but serving, I, I think he's not a hundred percent confident in, in the recovery that he, you that know, there's, had, you there know. was a moment that he got the ball in the box and he kind of like tidy feats his way out of it. I was like, all right, he's still, it's just a reminder that he's still in, in tight spaces. He's very underrated and, and he has a, a, a knack for goal, a knack for getting in that direction. So it's a massive, a massive achievement to have him back for the U.S. Now it's just a matter of staying healthy. Um, I guess since we're you know really focusing on Concacaf right now, it's important to mention Canada and 
their current issues with their federation and, and the problems oh, yeah. with payment and CBA deals. Listen, I'm all for for you know getting your your money's worth. Whatever they were getting paid, it probably was measly, but it's probably based off of their history and how good yeah, they've been. Yeah, they, they just got good. I now mean, they got good, and they want. They I, said I yesterday's like, price is not today's price. That's yeah, what they yeah, said yesterday. Yeah, you know. Well, what are your thoughts on that? I think, um, and this kind of goes. I, I was thinking about this too. I, I, this goes to the whole complaints that the European players had in these extra international friendlies or Nations League. Uh, after the fact, they don't have like a this sort of collective bargaining agreement that we see in the NBA, in the American sports, the, the federations, because it's a UEFA thing, and I guess now a CONCACAF thing, is they, they deal with the federations. So the, the Canadian, American, Mexican, uh, Trinidadian, whatever, uh, federations, and that's how they get, they arrange like these, these deals the players i don't know i don't think they have that much of a voice within it no and because these these groups they just look after themselves they don't look after the the players come and go yeah and this is the thing that canada did you know they have become good now they they led the concacaf and world cup qualifying here's the thing is that when you when you become good you get more games you get more airtime more eyeballs so that's when sponsors come and start paying yep uh to have their names on the warm-up kits and, and all that good stuff, uh, press conferences, whatever. And the players are privy to that. Probably it's the agents that advise a lot of the players to do that, you know. And they're not they're not dumb. They know there's more money being pumped into the Canadian Federation, so they want to see a slice of the pie. I, I can't blame them. No, no, I don't. Um, <coughs> and, um, you know, who's to say that that's going to last? I don't think it is. And you know, you know my opinion on Canada. I don't think they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna be a mainstay like U.S. and Mexico are. And it behooves a confederation to, or I'm sorry, a federation to keep producing players or keep convincing, enticing players to come play for them. I think that's gonna become a thing now in the future where some players may have dual nationality and well, whoever <laughs> has a little bit more to pick. God damn it, dude! Annoying as fuck. You like that, but um, uh. I I hear you, but the amount of talent they've been producing lately is significantly better than what they were doing before. I'm led to believe that they're gonna be they're gonna be top dogs now. I'm sorry, but I still think Mexico and the U.S. are better. But I think they're yeah. right there. They're right there. It's scary because what we were just talking about today, Raheem Edwards. We didn't know he was Canadian, Toronto born. Look no further than Belgium. What are they gonna be after De Bruyne, Hazard, Lukaku retire? They still have like oh Trossard, Thorgan Hazard, Thorgan Hazard. Yuri Tielemans. Tielemans? He's nice. And then who, He's like, nice. who other, what other Belgians that that you can say, okay, this guy's going to carry the torch? Ah, uh, the Ketelier. France? <sighs> France? You got two, three guys lined up on every position. They're <laughs> fine for the next fucking 15, next 15 years. On Canada, I'm not so sure. They were, they were begging Marcelo Flores to stay, which is not too different than the Mexican stance on him. But Mexico, you still feel a little more secure because they have been doing it. Canada, not so sure. They were guaranteeing them a spot in the World Cup. Let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think it's it's a good addition to their team. But I mean, I think whoever got him is is winning. I think he's Concacaf level, if not potential to be above that, generally speaking. So I think 
anybody wants to get him the same way that I think Mexico might want Richie Ledesma. The U.S. are going to put up a fight for him. There's a lot of, you know, I think Cade Cowell. Yeah, be- fighting between the between U.S. and Mexico, that's one thing. That's fair game? Yeah, between uh, those he's two. He's gatekeeping. Well, no, between those two teams, there there's like a precedent. And then there's, there's, there's a, a history there. With Canada, we don't know what they're going to be. And if one of your best players is Raheem Edwards, I hate oil nation. (laughs) By the way, Canada is one of the biggest oil exporters in the world. So is Mexico? Yeah. So I hate oil nations. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much CONCACAF. There are some (laughs) World Cup qualifying games that are going to begin. Peru plays against uh, Australia for the last spot in the World Cup. Wow. Who do you fancy? Peru. Yeah. Uh, Australia, what do they got? Um, what's you're, his name? Chris Woods. You're just saying that because you're ex, huh? <laughs> you know what? Cut the pot. Ah. Nah, nah. I, I, for I the feel it. Nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, nah, I mean, I think Peru edge it just on passion alone, you know? Um, on fucking yeah, skill, man. But, they're, but they're, they're they're better than Australia, man. I, I just don't know how they have an answer for, for Chris Wood, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta service Chris Wood too, because that guy's not gonna create his own goals. Whoa, set no, pieces! No, 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 no. set no, pieces, no, baby, no, please. Man. Set gotta... pieces, man. Set pieces in international football. That's what that's what got Italy past it. One no results, <laughs> you know. That's the, the, they, the same Italy that's missed it two in a row. To be fair, I mean Euros wise, but you know, I uh, I fancy Peru as well. I, I'm not too familiar with their players these days. To be fair. It's maybe a golden generation to be. We won't know until we see it in Europe. Sadly, that's the way the sport is. We need to see it in the best leagues. And that's something Uruguay is able to do. Colombia, Ecuador, to an extent. I'd love to see Peru throw more names out there again. Like when they did with Farfan, uh, Pizarro. You know, just all these guys that were able to play out there. I'd love to see more you of know, them. You know, it's funny because when we were watching, when the U.S. game was on... Um, uh, we were talking about how Ariola was getting subbed on and how Conrad de la Fuente didn't get the call. And you're saying, well, Conrad, you know, you know, plays in a better league or whatever. But I still think, and because Ariola still plays in the MLS or does play in the MLS if he chooses to, I don't know what. I'm sure he's a designated player, right? He's DP. He's been rumored to America, which I'd be absolutely bricked for. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if he'll Wait, have Wait, is, uh, is Ariel a Mexican? Or he's half... He Me- I mean, no, he's born in California. Right, but, right. But you know, like the funny thing about him is he has got a, he got his start at uh, Cholos in Tijuana, mm. burst onto the scene, and then that's when the U.S. came. Like, hey, we, we noticed you're from Costa Mesa, like, or whatever. He's... And the rest was history. Great, you know, solid player by U.S. standards, but he was never able he to make the leap to Europe. I you think know? he has the quality, though. It's not like everybody in Euro- that plays in Europe is automatically better than anybody that's in the MLS. It doesn't well, work that way. What if you're a Masia product, though? <laughs> I mean, no, this is like specifically in Conrad de la Fuentes. Like, I'm not going to argue Ariola. Yeah. Like, uh, like say Zardes over Ariola. I think Ariola is the best American MLS player. Along with Walker Zimmerman and maybe even Sebastian Legette, who for me has aged a bit too much. But Ariola's a dog. You know, I don't know if you saw he one really, play where no, he bought, he's he, good, he, he fought a guy at the at the uh, touchline and he won the ball and he created he, a play. He's, he's not the, the the biggest guy, but fuck, he's he's a strong player. He's quick. He tries hard. He, he runs he, every play. Yeah, and he also adds that that sort of um, 
what's it called? That that directness. The, that directness, and you know, he yeah. he's able to unlock defenses with his lateral movement. I think he's a really good player, and that's my point. Is I would I would put him over over Conrad De La Fuente just because Conrad De La Fuente happens to play in Europe. It, I don't know if it actually means that he's better. And I don't know if it actually means that he suits the U.S. team better. The true tell would be if, if, if we can, for, for hypothetical sake, if we can throw Ariola on Olympic Marseille, maybe even throw him to Barcelona's Masia and pro team. Um, and then you throw Conrad De La Fuente on, I forget what team, I think the, the, the New York Revolution, I mean, sorry, New England Revolution. I think that's where he's playing. And if you throw Conrad De La Fuente in MLS, he's doing bits too, you know what I mean? To earn a call-up. So I think yeah. I think Conrad De La, Fuente, De La Fuente's problem is that he fell out of favor with the manager after there was a manager switch for Marseille. And then since then, I mean, it's been kind of hard. He, apparently, he's going to get a move to Betis as of now. I, I heard, don't know how. Yeah, I heard yeah. there was a rumor for that. I don't know if um, it'll happen, but I mean, I think he's solid, though. I think he needs a shot. The way Tim Weah is, is by the way, you, and you mentioned it, one of your favorite players or, or the player you think highly of on the, the U.S. best player for U.S. I think he's he's really good, but he hasn't really played a whole lot in Europe this and, season. And, and that's the thing as well is, like like I said, Ariola has definite quality to play in Europe. I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. No, I don't that. doubt it. I think uh, the Dutch league would be perfect to start for I, him. Uh, I think he could go straight into England or, or, or Spain. Championship? He has, he has, no, he has, this quali- he, whoa, has this, he has the physical attributes to play in the Prem. 100%. Uh, I don't think every single winger is better than Ariola that's in the prem right now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh yeah. you know, it's funny cuz there's certain players that uh that have that bullish demeanor to him as to them as any the way that he plays on the wing. It reminds me of players like John McGinn or mm-hmm. players that are low to the ground but have a center of gravity, that ball retention, gravity, yeah. progressiveness. It could be. Yeah. We just uh, never saw it. I don't know why he did um, the league. I I think it's this automatic, oh, he plays in the Premier League, he must be, like, amazing. I, I don't know if, if that's necessarily the case. And and you even throw players um, like, let's say, Jared Bowen, for example. Oh, really who probably good. has the same sort of style. Oh, he's really Like, good how Bowen. much better is he than him? Uh, but like, how can, we, how can we quantify that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. how can we say he's faster? Maybe not. Maybe they're the same speed. He's stronger. Okay, how can we say that? You know what I mean? But you know where it lies? Just, just the touch. The touch, yeah, too. Just there, 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 there are intangibles. The quality and finishing. Like just like the movement yeah. and stuff like that, of course. And I'm sure there's there's been managers that have looked at him and stuff. I mean, you'd be ignorant not to, right? So you take uh, Ariola at Galaxy? Yeah, totally. Fuck yeah. That'd be sick because like, yeah, he, he's not? actually a winger, too. Yeah. He's a winger, but I mean, but that would be a waste of like him staying in the MLS, and I know he's paid as fuck. Yeah, he's he's for, he's for his quality too. I'm I'm not saying that he's a world beat. I'm not saying that he's a fucking you know most Allah or Mane or something. You're I'm, basically I'm just saying, saying he's better than Pulisic. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, ah, yeah. well, we, and we don't and we won't know that, right? Because even though I mean, even like even like let's use Comrade De La Fuente for example, or even a better example, Tim Weah. Who's to say that he's not actually Chelsea level? No, no, Tim Weah can be. I think he can, but yeah, it's exactly. it's like he hasn't done anything to set himself apart from from many other wingers in the and, league. And and I don't think that Pulisic like you can say oh he he definitely deserves to be in that top fucking Liverpool Chelsea class. Well, we got to remember how he got there. You know, he did it by playing at a top European club, Champions League appearances, mm-hmm. Champions League Champions League yeah, goals at and, Dortmund and by. Many accounts, yeah. he was not the most consistent guy. 
Well, I mean, there was injuries, right? But when he was on the pitch, he was really mm-hmm. solid enough to have a plethora of clubs want in on him. It just so happened that one of the richest clubs went in on him, and it was Chelsea. But whatever has happened at Chelsea, we have to remember there have been good moments for Pulisic too, but we we'd often yeah, dawn yeah, yeah. on his lack of consistency or his timeout or his misses. But I still think Pulisic is, is, is proven, man. Like, he, he doesn't deserve to be in MLS. No, 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 no. And there's a lot of players that stay in MLS, a lot of players that stay in leagues that they probably shouldn't be in that for one reason or another are. Yeah. Like, Kellen Acosta, for me, should have made that jump a while back as well. Well, I mean... That's like a guy like Paul Arriola for me. I mean, and you're talking about, like, those kind of guys. Like, Mexico has countless of guys that are more than good enough to play... And they either choose the money or they choose shitty situations where they're not really required. Or they also don't put in the effort to, to break through. I mean, you know, I was thinking about this the other day or earlier today. Um, what, what, what's his name from? Um, he's a U.S. player. Still young cat. Uh, Matthew Hoppy. What the fuck happened to him? Yeah, yeah. We he, haven't heard from I, I, I Probably and, the last time I heard from him was the last time I heard from De La Fuente. And it's, no, it's but yeah, De La Fuente actually man. played more and, and scored. But there, there we go. But no, Matthew Hoppy fell off because he got injured, and then it, he struggled and to get back into rotation. rotation right? yeah. and, it, and it was almost like exactly what happened with JJ Macias, and even Diego Lainez to an extent. You yeah. know, just more prolonged. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, and 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 to to be to to say that as well, I don't think anybody's calling for but, him. But either. also, also, there's a, you know, we we'll look at guys that. That are coming from like Masia, uh, Castilla, for example, Kubo, start off great and then all of a sudden we don't hear about him. He doesn't even get playing time at Mallorca. They play for the same team. Yeah, yeah. They're both. They're probably sitting next to each other. And that's the thing. Around. You never know. And then Dani Olmo comes from Masia, leaves early, goes to Zagreb. Solid player now, playing for the national team, Champions League appearances. It can go different ways. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Hoppy's actually rumored to come back to MLS, and maybe that's his level. We don't know. He's still young. It's just what he was doing at Schalke really warped people's perceptions, including mine. And he's proven that maybe he's not ready. Exactly. But he's going to Atlanta maybe, United, apparently. Maybe, maybe either not ready or just not that good. But what exactly does something like, oh, he's a, a Dutch league level. He's fucking Belgian league level. He's, he's Portuguese league level. These, these things are very dependent on systems, on form, on injuries and stuff. It's... It sucks to be to look at players just on those sort of, uh, I guess, <clears throat> like very surface level kind of things. But at the same time, you look at someone like Chicharito right now. His level is MLS. You know, you can say that confidently because he's had a long career. We've seen him. We've seen him go up and then like steadily decline. Yeah. To the point where okay, he's flatlined here. MLS. No one in the prime is going to sign him, especially not for the money that he's going to want. Right, right. I think, you know, even beside that, you know, it's like, it's just, he, he's up there in age. But when I say, like, he's that league player, Man, league level player, it's because the, the median, the median level, when I say you're a Premier League, I mean, you're a Premier League level winger, you're like Salah, you're like Son, you're like Mares, <laughs> you're like, you're like. See, but, but then you're ignoring the, 
like you're ignoring also like the bottom eight teams right, where but there's, let, there's let me mention the, the best Dutch wingers Anthony, uh, Quincy Promise, uh, Broby. It's just there's different levels. You and know those I mean? guys are going to be Premier League level at some point, right? Oh, we don't know. Or, we don't know. Or, but I'm saying that's that's the best level. I mean, the median are guys that we don't even know their name. Let's, let's be real. Let, let's think about let's think about players that you always figure are going to make a bigger jump and didn't. Oh, I got one. Excuse me, I had a I had a burp. <laughs> yeah. Um look at look at Hakeem Siege. He was such a like a, a a good player for Ajax. And he came to the Prem I don't want to say yeah. older, but relatively speaking, like what, 25, 26? And he hasn't really been as good as he was at Ajax, right? Can you agree on that? Or yeah, is it yeah, but I wouldn't expect it to be easier for Ew. him. But is he a prem level type winger that you would consider? I think so, but like that's when, like I said, like you, <laughs> you go. Know, it's kind of hard because he was dominating in the Dutch league. I know, and that's why for me he's not a Dutch league level player. But he can still play for a median team in the prem. Well, Pulisic's done better than than him at Chelsea, and and I wouldn't say Chelsea. Uh, Even Pulisic's yeah. been a standout at Chelsea. Nobody has, if we're honest. I mean, uh, there's been a few players. Hardly, hardly. No, nobody made Quite player of the season, except for a defender. And the only the only person that made the next best shot was also a defender, a goalkeeper. Uh, it's just that team offensively is not. They didn't meet the quota, and I think that that plays a big role into a player's development. And despite that, I, I thought he did okay. But you know, obviously, there's always room for improvement. We've talked about this before, but, you know, if you were to go to West Ham or, or a team of that level, I think you would see his strengths more. And that, for me, is still Premier League level. That's still European level fringe, if anything. But, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, and it also, it, like, again, the, the systems. Uh, that's the West problem. Ham play a system that, that Ziyech was, was dominating on? And that's, not to cut you off, but that's my problem with, yeah. like, you know, you got your whole, uh, J.J. Macias, your your Lainas, your Hoppies, uh, you know, players that have gone to La Liga, maybe they're not La Liga level and they need to realize that and go maybe a little, a step below. Yeah. And that's why I think yeah. Ariola falls into that category of a Dutch league first to really dip your toes. Uh, By the way, I think he would do really good Sargent, at, at Sargent's another example. I, for, I forgot to mention him and he had a nice goal and that was it. But I mean... Ah, dude. And it was kind of fortunate. Like, it, let's be honest. Like, that, that sort of goal... It's scored by anybody is is out of fucking... It's a Puskas, yeah. Yeah, it's not scored out of, like, I don't know, 100% intent. Fuck. Even even uh, Giroud has that, and we know na, that's na, not na, intentional. Na. Giroud. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, and, I, and I think it's a very interesting uh, conversation to have because, you know, Sargent, we saw him out of his depth. But at the same time, look at a Veghorst. Started off, like, I think, first two games in the Prem when he when he transferred uh, at Burnley, right? Yeah, he was I think the he cock scored of two the goals, walk. right? Yeah, yeah. Twenty games in a row didn't score. Yeah. By the way, he was talking shit about how he wants to leave. He doesn't want to stay at Burnley. He doesn't want to play. He thinks the championship is beneath him. It, yeah, I'm sure Mitrovic thought the same at one yeah. point. And look at him now, dude. He's getting course, paper. If, if you have the balls to to Bullsh. not score 20, 20 games in a row, and you're still too good for the championship. <laughs> Motherfucker, if you scored even one winning goal in that in that time frame, Burnley would still be in the Prem. 
to be fair, how many relegation bound teams have big scorers? I mean, it's and I, this is this also goes for Norwich and Josh Sargent. Like we're expecting him to have a crazy amount of numbers. I mean, Timo Puki, fair play to him. I think out of that whole relegation scrap, he was the best striker. Sure, um, but I mean, well, wait, um, I don't know. Watford had Ismail Asar. Ah, but yeah, he's, he's good. He's a winger though. I mean, but you know. Right, we and and Emmanuel Dennis for a little while. Sure, sure. But generally speaking, wait, who was the other team? It was Watford, Burnley, and Norwich. Norwich. Okay, so you talk about Timo Puki. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If you put a fucking I don't know a Lukaku on those bottom, he's scoring a lot. They're staying up. Yeah, they're staying up. But that's different. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that's there are players that's a Euro finalist brother that can. That's a World Cup semi-finalist brother. Lukaku? That's a Serie A champion, brother. <laughs> right, uh, right, exactly. Like, there are guys that can bail you out of that. Serie A golden boot. I mean, I just think Lukaku's... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I know I know that's, like, a huge, like, uh... um. <laughs> but I hear you, though. But I think Lukaku, by the way, I think uh, redemption season coming up. Where? We'll have to wait. Doesn't sound like it's going to be at Chelsea. It's still, it's still developing. Um, developing strikers, uh... What's going on with uh, Gabriel Jesus, man? Um, by the way, uh, we'll talk about this real quick. We mentioned all these players. We didn't even touch on Pepe, and I feel like that's how out of vision he is, um, which is sad to say. And which, that's a guy. And, and let me be very clear. Jesus Ferreira, who plays for FC Dallas, hey, but who you happens see- to be in the rotation. He's I know he's a joint leading scorer in the MLS. Uh, cheeks. Really? Uh, wow. Wow, better than Zardes though. Can we agree? Yes, yeah. And, I think and Zardes shouldn't even be in the conversation to be in the national team. Zardes, he's worth Zardes, a kid this And we're year. talking about levels. He should be in the NASL or the USL or whatever the fuck it's called. He whatever should be in the Lamar Hunt Cup playing here in Encino. My guy, my guy, uh, uh, Zardes. Don't we? We don't talk about him. But Jesus Ferreira, I know he's joint leading scorer, and that's because Dallas is actually a really good team. Powerhouse. We Powerhouse saw the misses that academy. he had. I, I can tell you, like, and and this is just like, this is just me going off fucking, you know, eyeball. I don't, I don't care about stats or anything. Watching this guy, the way he runs, the way he tries so hard. I not a good player. So not a good player. Hard. Yeah, I mean, not a good player. I, I don't, think don't bank on him to make the World Cup. And, don't, and I, if he does make it, he's not doing shit for he's you. He's a fringe guy for sure. He's, he's a not guy. doing shit for United States of America. I'll tell you what. Yeah, but since we're on, we we were about to talk about another Jesus, <sighs> yeah, Gabriel Jesus. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's rumored to go to another Prem team, primarily Arsenal, really dominating that. Yeah, rumor well, mill, especially now because throughout the weekend there were there was heavy links and. All this stuff about Real Madrid really wanting him. Ancelotti likes him a lot, and I actually was with, with it. I I, I actually like yeah, that. I'm with all that. Yeah, yeah. I would love him to uh, not even be just a backup striker, like a like a like a sub for a winger when you change to like a four four two type formation. Yeah. Not not only the the chemistry that he'll have with the rest of the Brazilians, but uh, turns out that Madrid can't sign any more non European players. Thank fuck uh, for that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he's rumored. Uh, he was rumored heavily to Arsenal, Barcelona. But now, now it sounds like there's a few other teams that want him. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a guy that you know interests a lot of teams because he's versatile. Got a year left on his contract. Yeah. What's a fair price for Jesus? 
Ah, wow, wow. Um, see, you got a year left, so you're not gonna get the full value. So if he's valued at fifty, with a year left, he's not. You're not gonna get that. So what's a what's a good chunk of change 40. to accept for a transfer? Forty at the very least. I know if a year if a year is still on the contract, we'll offer him money to stay and then sell him again. I mean, try to sell him. Uh, but the thing is, it's just the, where he's at at this stage in his career, you're not paying for a player that's going to be good for a few years. He has his story still being written. He's and still it's only very, 25. That's my, I think he's a player that if he goes to the right club, he can be there for the next seven years and become a club legend. Win, maybe win silverware, depending on where he goes. I think you got to pay the 40 because 40 is going to seem like chump change in a year's time. And at this point, I think the perfect fit is Arsenal. Uh, Listen, their work rate, their their youth. Arteta. Uh, Jesus, and, and you know I hate this, but he's an experienced winner. He can bring a sort of leadership there. He did. Sort of discipline. He was an understudy to none other than he's Sergio El Leonel Kun Agüero. He he's got experience with uh, Mr. Arteta. Yeah, he he's good. He's good mates with Gabriel Macalish and Gabriel Mar- Martinelli. Don't they have another Brazilian, or is that it? Um, I think I, that might be it. Well, Will Saliba's French, but he's coming back this season. I'm very excited for him to join Arsenal again. Um, well, I don't. Need, are, are they keeping him? Yeah, no. He announced he's like. I I, ha- I still have like unfinished business with Arsenal and I'm ready to prove oh, this dude. season. That's good. And That's very uh, good for he's them. really good, bro. He was one of the highest rated center backs in League One last season. Yeah. So I think that would be a good move for Arsenal. Not super expensive. You're not breaking the bank. A guy with that's familiar with the system you're trying to implement. Much better with the ball at his feet in terms of ball progression as compared to like Aubameyang and Lacazette. And, and they'll be able to better do a false nine with that with him, yeah. As opposed to when they had a Lacazette, yeah. There and that's a guy that can play a false nine, but there's nothing false about his game. Remember the name Gabriel J. And I'd love for him to go to Arsenal because I like Arsenal and I like the system and I like the, the direction they're going in. And we got the next the next big South American gem in in Julian Alvarez. Listen, thanks for. The great service, Gabriel Jesus. We'll never forget the robot celebration. What a player, man. I remember watching his debut. I was in New York, Manhattan. I I go to the local pub, join up with the supporters group there, and I see his his debut was against Spurs, and we got him in, in the second half of the season, winter transfer. And he scores a goal, and it's called offside. We all go off, man, so... From day one, man, I, I was very high on Gabriel Jesus. I even have his Palmeiras kit, funny enough. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, um, you know, I'm saying like he's gone already, but I do feel like this transfer is really good. Yeah, I, I think you kind of at this point you have to, be, considering everybody that you brought on, uh, Holland, uh, Julian Alvarez, not sold on yet. Uh, wow. Let's just say uh, Darwin Nunez is better. Now he, and, that boy and was clamped. This is what nineteen. The U.S. clamped that ass. That, that's a uh, nineteen. Well, he clamped his own ass. He didn't do shit whoa, on his own. <laughs> let's be let's let's be very clear no, on that. Para. Uh, yeah, how old is Alvarez? Nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, I got plenty of time to grow. Argentina, so, Uruguay. I might, I might end up eating my crow. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, he's he's really I just good. I w- I wasn't sold just, on him either. Can't, like not until everybody. I started watching him, and I was like, "Wow!" Like the kind of goals he's scoring, it's like 
How he did that? Yeah. How he did that? We'll see. You know, it's just, we'll, I see. Don't know, we'll see. I think Holland is obviously the the main attraction. That's the one that you can't deny. Yeah. Um, I can't deny. And you know, like, like no, knowing knowing life, uh, Alvarez is going to turn out to be the the gem, and Holland's going to have the tough season. Whoa. You know that that might end up how it happens, or they might. I mean, no, it could go either way. It, no, I agree. But when I say tough season, it's going to be like, damn. 25 goals <laughs> Tough This dude is Van Dyke No Did he just spin him Tough Oh, yeah. spinning him Yeah good luck yeah, With sleep that. on that Yeah Yeah Whoa. good luck with that Whoa yeah, yeah but anyways I mean um, Yeah uh, Would like to see that For Arsenal though Um. Yeah 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 Um. I think Jesus Is a, is a pretty good uh, Option For everybody I that he is um let's see what else has gone on in international football um I don't know about anything significant um yeah nothing I feel new. like a lot of teams have been losing to teams that they shouldn't be oh that's true I yeah. feel like that's been kind yeah, of a trend yeah yeah England uh I think took a loss Italy yeah I just don't think players care. They they want to get on vacation. They're like, okay, we got two more games left, or we got another week left of this shit, and we'll go we'll go party, you know, take take a couple weeks off because the preseason starts in about a month. Yeah, for for clubs. Yeah, I'll be there. Um, I'll be right there. Your body needs some recovery. Like, yes, you're in amazing shape. Yes, you're used to this. They have the best physios, I, the best medical team, the best recovery, nutrition. Yeah, yeah. At some yeah. point, your body just needs a break. Also, mentally, I think it is important to to kind of, like, get away from everything. Whether it's a week or so, even. And then you can kind of maintain your own uh, health, however you see fit. And then when you join the team, you're not throwing up. I don't know about you, but but when I would take sometimes uh, Thanksgiving, and this is probably why I didn't make it, but, like, Whoa. Thanksgiving break was, like, three, five days, let's say. And I didn't train for Thanksgiving break. First practice back, I threw up. Granted, I didn't take I didn't take it easy like the other guys, but you know I still fucking threw up because I yeah no, and my that, body that would happen was, to me in off season yeah for my, sure. my body was fucking just not working those those days so but you but you shoot on my guy Efrain Alvarez. Well, the thing is, is when when that happened, I wasn't in Efrain Alvarez shape. Uh, like think think about how much you train, right? Yeah, you ha- you like you're gonna be fit no matter what. So, looking at Efrain Alvarez, and we can both agree that he's soft. That's a soft little bastard. Right? But, he's uh, a pudgy fuck. To be in that shape, to train so much, but I think he's what are de- you doing in your time off? He's deceptively, I think. I think he's just one of those guys that, you know, never quite loses the baby the, fat. The baby. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and you know what? You're probably right. But still, like, how can you... No, nah, no, nah, fuck yeah. that. No, nah, no, nah, because you can still see it through his shirt, bro. Like, the baby fat's one thing. That's in your face. Uh, the baby fat's in your face, and, like, some people just don't have those genetics. This motherfucker is, is pudgy. Uh, this motherfucker is pudgy. And there's some players like that. That they just, they... What are you doing in your off time? You're well, 19, you, you, you can't know, even drink. You know, out here in L.A., though, like, we have a lot of good food spots. I mean, a lot. Yeah, but what, how much are you fucking eating? I mean, you know how it is, bro. I mean, as you're a certified muncher, you know, I'm a certified uh, muncher. I munch, yeah. Time yeah. off, you know, you're just like, 
But uh, but there's especially a limit, when you're carb bro. depleted. And, and for the amount that he's running on training sessions, you're burning what fifteen two thousand calories, right? Yeah. How much are you fucking eating to the point where you're still pudgy? And Every day, you're 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 doing five five training sessions a week, and then there's like the extra maintenance that you have to do. I don't I don't buy it, man. You're not having like you either, and it's like you you have it or you don't. That's what's going to set you apart. But some we're players gonna, are... We're not going to see Efrain Alvarez be a significant name in five but, years. But look at Guatemoc, though, you know? That's that's a guy that was notably... Oh, that guy was just too talented to fail. Yeah. Yeah. And Dude. and he has a Derek Jeter-like resume, if you know what I'm saying. Whoa. That dude. <laughs> that dude That dude just operated off of skill. Skill and charisma. You could see how good he was. And if he dedicated himself... A hundred percent. Ah, dude. He would have been so fucking amazing, but he didn't. <laughs> he would have been like Hugo Sanchez, you know? Damn basically. near. Yeah. He would have been like the best midfielder possibly in, in, in Mexico Mexico's history. history yeah. For sure, yeah. I mean, for what... he still for, might even be. Yeah, because for what, you know, Herrera and, and Guardado have done, and even Edson Alvarez, well, might go down as if he continues on that Keeps trajectory. If he would have taken it serious, man, he would have been something, you know. There's certain, like, you yeah, know how Riquelme uh, didn't have, like, a, a necessarily athletic body, but fuck, man, he, yeah, he just knew exactly. how to shield the ball and, and, knew and, how you to knew, play. and you knew he kind of put put his time in. Yeah. But you look at players like, like, let's not even, let's not even, like, kind of talk about these fringe guys. Let's talk about the guys that, that were there and that were the best. Ronaldinho. You know, oh, if he yeah. took the shit seriously, and he was ripped too. But yeah. If he yeah. took the shit seriously, who knows? Who knows how long he would have stayed at that level? You know what I mean? Yeah. The way players take it serious today, you know. Yeah. Some players, yeah. Yeah, but no, um, it's just, it's just like a sad story. Like you have to take care of yourself. I think that that's important these days. If if you're not taking care of yourself. Well, you know, a lot of clubs like say if he were to play at Leeds, like they would measure his body fat, and they'd be like, son. <laughs> you've, you've got to hit the track see the nutritionist yeah this is unacceptable and yeah, that's what that's what separates the guys from you well know. also the organizations right well yeah some you know so and that's so, the thing some, about mls by the some way clubs they allow it some clubs take it seriously and other clubs let the players dictate now like you're in mls sure that might that might fly but uh and that might be the reason why he's not in Europe because he's got all the talent in the world. I think Efrain Alvarez, talent for talent, there's bar not too bar. many players, at least in Concacaf, that are better. That guy can hit the ball any which way he wants with his left foot, with the right foot. Yeah, he doesn't do anything other than step. Better than Pulisic? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just clowning. Well, no, Pulisic is is pretty good. He's he's different grade. Yeah, that's why I had to pause a bit. But um. Yeah, I uh, I don't know how we start talking about him in yeah, particular. I, I forgot. Oh, uh, we're talking about how, like after Thanksgiving and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like the yeah, the players just looking in towards a vacation time. Totally understandable. Look at De Bruyne. Look at uh, yeah, everybody. They they just came off a long fucking season. De Bruyne's kind of pudgy, by the way. De Bruyne is a uh, he's got like those kind of genetics where I don't think he's pudgy, but I think he's got just. That sort of build that's just not going to lend itself to a lot of that, uh, 
What, 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 there, there's like three different types. There's like the, um, the ectomorph, the ectomorph, the endomorph, the endomorph, and, and the, the mesomorph. Oh, okay. So, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. Big anatomy guy. Yeah. There's a, there's different builds that everybody has yeah. in, their, in their genetics. I'm an ectomorph. Or at least I used to be. I, I, I don't, I don't know what I am. Well, we'll find out in about two or three months. You're, uh, I think you're a mesomorph. We'll see. <laughs> I honestly, I remember having these conversations in high school with my <laughs> friends that they're really into bodybuilding and well, what's a mesomorph? Let's see. I think it's the guys that just naturally have more like muscle mass. Mesomorph body types with naturally high muscle to fat ratio. Yeah, that's that's basically what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah so basically yeah. take the exact. Yeah, that's. I still remember this shit, man. It's random as fuck. But yeah, no, it's true. So a lot of it is genetic. Like, uh, mesomorphs and endomorphs both gain weight click quickly, which I do. And ectomorphs find it difficult to gain weight, which I do. Yeah, unless so, I'm sipping on the brew. Yeah, no, I, I that'll do. I gain weight pretty quick, and uh, but I, I'm, yeah. We'll see. We'll see in a, in about three months where where I'm at, man. I'm down about like almost twenty pounds. There you go. But you know, a good portion of that is 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 muscle. I will say. I have that, to. I have to say, man. I gotta. That's that's yeah. I can't be uh, so hard on myself, even though. When I wake up, sometimes, man, it's hard. You know, you get motivated to get motivated. Yeah. And that's why I feel for Efrain. You know. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't even think he cares to know what type he is, man. That's the thing. That's a 19-year-old, man. But, you know, at it's, 19, man, you're young, dumb. You feel like you can down a, a two In-N-Out burgers and still go run five. Which I shit. did. Which I did. And, uh, you know. and But, you know, as a pro, though, you can't do that. Let's it's, it's be real. Mm-mm-mm. You think Brendan Aronson's doing that? You know? Brendan you, you think Alabinga's doing that? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just... I mean, I'm naming youngsters in specific, you know, because yeah. that's the future. And, and yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, you got to, um, you just got to know yourself. And uh, I, I guess, like you said, that that, that separates you from the Aronsons, from the Alvarez. Like, look at Aronson. He's going to play in the Prem. Alvarez is still sitting on the bench at Galaxy, even though he's got starter level quality. Yeah, no, he's super talented. You um, know, I, he's, he's a U.S. guy, too, you know. Obviously, like, we tried to fight for him, but it, we just got too many players at that position. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, and uh, truthfully, I don't think he's even going to break through to Mexico. Well, not if not if he doesn't clean his act up. You know? <laughs> well, you still but got Tecatito, who's got some time left. If, if he were to go play, like, I don't know, Pumas or, you know, Tigres or, or America, or, you know, you think he can hack it there? Uh, Not for long. <laughs> they, I mean, wow. both, uh, if you're serious about it, yeah. Yeah, you can have, you can totally have a career. Cruz Azul Cementeros? You can totally have a career in Mexico. I mean, Mexico pays really well. They pay too much, <laughs> I think, to okay, the detriment yeah. of their own uh, federation. Because if if they really took themselves seriously, they'd let players go. Baby, please. They, they, they would, like, they, they would uh, let players go for reasonable transfers and let them develop. But the league itself is not that serious in the sense where they want to develop that talent to become better as a country. So a lot of players get stuck there. Look at uh, Pizarro. Look at Guignac. Well, Guignac went there for some money and then ended up becoming a legend in the process. Yeah. That dude was too good for the league. <laughs> Seriously, man. Whoa. That's well, like putting... That, that was like uh, almost Slatan going to MLS. If Slatan stayed there for... But not a lot of European players do that, you know? 
uh, to Mexico. I think there's a fair amount I've done it now in the MLS. Robbie Keane, Beckham. Yeah. You know, it's just more common. This was like the first. Well, I mean, isn't it better to live in L.A. or New York or Miami than it is? Well, maybe not like DFA, but DF is there's nice. not that much yeah. of that. And then it's easy to get certain things. I'm, yeah, and I'm sure it's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the dough, the pizza, it's there. <laughs> you know, all the ingredients for a great night. Uh, yeah, I think there, there's a part of the life. By the way, Guignac is kind of pudgy. I don't know if you saw like images yeah, of him. He, yeah, he's, he's never. But he's enjoying life, though. He's never, he's never really been like the most swole guy. Well, yeah. But he's that good, right? Or was that good? Yeah. And it's funny that that he's a that he's a poor man's uh, Giroud. Not when Giroud was a poor man's Benzema. That's tough. If that, that's tough. I think Giroud is good in his own light. Without comparing him to Benzema, he's he's good in his own light. Benzema's better. Though. I, uh, yeah, I just they, I hate calling they, him poor man's Benzo. He's yeah. Not the, well, they they have different skill sets, but yeah, they, different they, I mean, CVs. He was too. always he was always. Compared to Benzema. Well, they were national teammates, you know. And Lacazette is You don't below. compare Ferrari to a go-kart. You know, and that's the thing. Go-karts are better on MPGs. And Gign- in Gignac, the season that he he left to Mexico, he was the second leading goal scorer in, in France. You know so. who was the leading goal scorer in France? That was Latin that year, I think. Well, I know, but in more even in a more recent time, and, and, and I just don't know why you don't show this country love. I genuinely, I genuinely don't know. Jonathan David, Canadian, <laughs> but you can't give them love, right? Mm, but the, Kyle Laren, yeah, they haven't been doing it. They're having a good moment. That's all. That's all it is. Uh, it, they're, they're just a nice feel-good story. Canada's never been is there. It? They're, they're breaking. They barri- haven't won anything yet. They're breaking barriers, though. You know what barriers? They've never. They've never. I mean, well, the last time they qualified for a World Cup, they weren't nearly as good. But now they have a genuine chance of. Of what? Possibly getting out of the group. Like a Costa oh, Rica story. Remember, come like, on. two World Cups ago? Okay, so I'm going to praise that? I'm just saying, you know, it's it's strides. Who's in their group? I'm curious. Shana I'm, I'm curious. I, 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 I got I to gotta see this. World Cup Whoa. groups. I, I need to see this. I don't... Uh, fucking hell. Why is that on wefa.com? What the fuck is this? No, I don't want to see that. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Qatar 2022. I, I have something to say about that too. I think I think um, I think they they have a chance to get out the group. I, from what I remember, like my impression of looking I, at the I, group. I need, uh, uh, let me see. What is this? Oh God! Why is it so hard to pull this up? World Cup group draw. Give me that. Come on, man. Fucking shit. <laughs> Why is it so hard to get? What the fuck? It's very covert. You oh, know? God. Yeah. Oh, God, Google. But in the meantime, we'll go through some of the, the top players from Canada, starting at goalkeeper uh, Milan Bourjan, the... Uh, oh, that prick. Whoa. Oh, Croatia, okay. Right? Yeah, he is like uh, when Mexico and... He's even, riding off of the coattails of everybody else. Yeah, when the U.S. and Mexico showed up here at Canada, I felt they were scared. He's like, I felt they were scared. I'm honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dickhead. What a dickhead. <laughs> and, um, you know, Larea, who's pretty solid. Obviously, Raheem Edwards. <sighs> Bro, if Canada make it out of their group, they'll be lucky. Belgium, Morocco, and Croatia. Croatia's not as good as they used to be. But they're better than Canada. 
but on their day, you know, Canada with Alfonso Davies, who's playing with a ship, a chip their on his shoulder. Their best players are left back. Well, I mean, Kyle Lahren's not too far off, and, and Jonathan David They're and quite Lorraine. a ways off. Oh, They're quite a ways well, off. It's a from defender Alfonso and an attacker. Davies. It's it's just no, hard but, to but compare. Saying, like in quality, they're quite a ways off. And I'm not going to lie, they, Alfonso Davies is one of the world's best left backs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's also like a defender to but, an attacker. But it's you very hard to compare. Jonathan David is one of the world's best strikers. No, is uh, what's his name? Uh, Kyle Lahren. No, but they're good. They're good. They're good. They're good. Better than anything else in Belgium. They, I don't know if they beat Belgium. They also have Morocco. Morocco's a pretty good team. Mm, that's easy work. I, mean, you I saw don't what, think that's easy You saw work. what the no. U.S. did to them, right? Smacked them up every which I way. I don't think they smacked them up. Well, there, there, was, there was a good period within those 90 minutes where, where U.S. was struggling. They got three goals. Easy. Easy peasy. No, could, no, it it could have been more... Yeah, you can say that about any game, though. Aww. But no, no, you're not no. going to give us the it fair wasn't easy peasy. It wasn't easy peasy, man. Ah, uh, I don't know. Morocco. They, they were also lucky to not concede any. Morocco, for sure, for me is a fourth, and then the the, the second and the third is going to be an interesting battle. Croatia is not as good as they used to be. Who do they have at striker? I don't know. Canadian strikers are more noticeable. I'm sorry, Sumi. They got the better fullback. Arguably, the 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 cool the cool story in this is the, that Canada has a Croatian keeper, so that's going to be a nice story. It's it it's not a given that Canada make it through, and well, it's not given. No, I'm not I saying. Think, I, I think, think Belgium, they have a chance. I think Belgium, Canada, and Croatia are all very similar level. I think Belgium, obviously, and and Morocco is not even too far from that level. It's a good group. It's a good group. It's not the group of death. It's like a... But there's no really shit it's team It's a B-level group of death. Let's put it that yeah, way. There's not a shit team in there where it's like, oh, that's a that's a yeah, right Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. Because Belgium... I wouldn't even be surprised if Belgium don't make it. No, no. no. So there's no give in there. So, yeah. I, I think Canada, they're, they're fortunate to be where they're at. And we'll leave it at that. Wow. Um, you do know they topped the group, right? The Korkakov group. Where both USA and Mexico probably didn't even play to their best. But the results that they got against the said teams... They didn't win. But did they die? Did they lose? <laughs> they didn't lose. Well, they, they didn't win. They beat the other teams that they should have. Sure. Fine. Cool. Uh, the other teams didn't. Um, I, I, I'd be careful in, in giving uh, Canada a lot of credit here. Be very careful on that. Well, and and then after in the next four years, we'll see we'll see exactly where they're at, and uh, I have a feeling that I'm gonna be right about them. Well, um, I, that's I not very humble of me. I know compared to the U.S., like their future is not as bright, but I still think like man, they they got something going. They got the right idea. You don't just hop, skip, trip, and fall into first place in World Cup qualifying. It just doesn't happen. It's unheard of. It's one of the hardest. Right, qualifying. but it wasn't even a buildup, was it? They were, they were nowhere near where they're at now four years ago. So you kind of you kind of can well, fall uh, into their it. harvest. Yeah, their harvest right now is peak. It's like, you know, all the, the, the fruit started growing at the same time, and it's, it's ready. It's harvest season, right? And then there's other teams that are in their period of burning and regrowing and fertilizing, and there's others that are shooting up, you know. And I think Canada have made a valuable stride. I just don't want to take that away from them. And uh, I, I, like I said, they're breaking barriers. I, I just want to see them do well on behalf of the federation. I was annoyed by Iceland. Whoa! How they thought they were good making that run in the Euros. Cute. Uh, 
all right. It's annoying. How about when Costa Rica had that nice run? And we thought they were going to stay, right? But A, but Q. They're clinging on to that. I would mention they're, the U.S. Gonna, or Mexico, be, but they've... They're going to be clinging on to uh, Usteki or, or, or um, Dave, Davis for the next 15 years. Let's say, like, hypothetically, like, say if, if Canada make it out the group and they win their first elimination game, how much would that piss you off? Because, you know, they, <laughs> no, because they'd be like, well, we've been as far as Mexico and the U.S. We have our see, seat at the see, table. to me, that doesn't matter, though. That that the passing that you either had a fortunate draw, you had a good game, whatever it is, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, when, when you say, "Oh, well, last time they made it to this, like next year," when we're talking about Liverpool, right, in the World Cup or in the Champions League, uh, but club football against, is different, though. No, right? No, okay, but like, here's my point: is they're they're going against, I don't know, someone that's. Atletico, let's say, again, in the quarterfinal or the round of 16. Oh, and Liverpool, you know, they, they made it to the semifinal or to the final last season. That, that doesn't mean anything. Like, well, what exactly are we basing that off of? It well, doesn't mean anything because they've won the whole thing. It means a lot to, to teams that have never won it at all. They've never even made a, a semifinal. Yeah, but, but how is that even a bragging point? I like, think it I is. Know, I, know, I know U.S. has made it to the fifth round. And so has Mexico. Yeah, a and, long time ago. And nobody's made it past there from CONCACAF. It's still significant to me that a team is able to at least move the baton. Yeah. I, I'm not, a, a team in CONCACAF is not ready to win it all no time soon. But it's still good to see strides forward, you know, because... But it's, it's not necessarily a stride forward. That's the thing, because... Why is it the, not? The, the time after that, U.S., they didn't do anything with it. No, I'm, but I'm saying... I think like, they even got knocked out in the group stage. But that's why you're not getting. You're making the peak. You're the first team to reach a semifinal. Who's to say eventually it will be a final? But it is a bragging right to me at the end of the day. I don't day, think so. Uh, to me, it is because... Even if at Mexico the end makes it to the semifinal, like well, what, is, what does that mean for Mexico? It means that they've been the most successful team from CONCACAF in the World Cup. It means they played well in that tournament against whoever And they, they made it the furthest. Or, or they, they were fortunate to make it through penalties or whatever. Well, that's true for, for Madrid. That's true for a lot of teams that win cups. Every team is going to have their fortune, but the benchmark is what's significant to me. Cup competitions, yeah, that's what it comes down to. That's why I'm not the biggest fanatic of it. But international... Well, well, less luck is involved. But, but again, mm, if you don't, if you don't win it, what, where's the bragging right? It's, it's in respect we were to, the your, first to, lose? to your nation. It's in, it's in respect to your nation and to your confederation. I'm not gonna come, I'm not gonna brag to a Belgium, France, Italy, Brazil fan. Obviously not. That they laugh at that. I'm saying any other team in my region can't say that. El Salvador, Guatemala, Nicaragua, Mexico, Canada, U.S. The first team to make the sixth round. Wow, a bound I, forward I, for Concacaf. I guess, I guess the way I look at it is is globally and in totality. Where I, I don't, I, I feel like Mexico and and um, and U.S. They're bigger than Concacaf. I think. I think. Uh, I think not, U.S. I U.S. and Mexico should be comparing themselves to the Argentinas, Brazil's, Portugal's, France's of the world versus. Well, to oh, do well, that, well, we have what we what have we done? Because that's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to win it. 
and that's not realistic. But I'm telling you, it, how, how, how does it sound like you're saying the U.S. and and Mexico should compare themselves compare themselves to them? They should they should aspire to those. And those clubs have made it past the fifth round, and at least have made sixth and, and pass past that. And I think that's what you got to do. Even to England, even be taken serious. Even England, who hasn't won it in in I guess almost fifty years now. Oh no, ever well, yeah. almost sixty years now. They went in in sixty six. Was it sixty six? Anyway, in the sixties, they went in the sixties. Um, even England, for them, anything under a, a semifinal is a, a failure. Well, they, so. they've been a failure for the past World Cups. Then. Yeah, exactly. But the yeah. point is, the moment that they make a final, it's going to feel like a progression, right? <sighs> and and that's the thing. Like in a, in an alternate universe, imagine UEFA teams had never made it past the fifth round, and finally the first team does. For me, it's significant. But I agree. Maybe you, for you, it's not. Yeah. I could see yeah. your vision, but I mean, for me, it would be a bragging right for sure. <sighs> And, and 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 if Mexico makes it to a fifth game, I wouldn't brag about it. And I, I, w- I wouldn't like it would be like okay, you still gave up the cheeks when when you did. And we still made it further progress. than you. And we still made it further than you that you have ever had in history. That's what I would say. My response. Yeah, and, and but, but then you also have to look lost, at who you yeah. played against and how you played and stuff. And, and, you know, there's there's still a little bit of context there that that to me it wouldn't sit right to brag about losing in the quarterfinal. We're the yeah the team who's made it furthest in Concacaf ever. It's not, it's not winning at all. For me to expect any team from CONCACAF to win it all is stupid, foolish. But to aspire to at least, you know, set a standard and then build on that, that's what I look at it. Because it's, it's, it's a pretty sad and bleak way to look at football. It's like, oh, we're not winning it all, so we're, oh, we're shit. What's the point of even no, watching no, a tournament? No, 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 I didn't say no, that. I, what I mean is, is to brag to everybody else, oh, we, we made it past you. Um, first of all, like, it... it, it it's not necessarily an indication of progress, but I, I guess I can see why it would be because, well, no other team has ever done it, so it is for me. It is yeah in the region because that's every, my point. Every that's my someone point. Makes it. And it's that's and, what and it's relevant. And then towards. there's like teams like Turkey, who in '98 made it to the to the semifinal. That's a brand. And we're right. not gonna we're not gonna compare. We're well, not, but Greece they are. Won the Euro they are though. They are. And that's the thing. We uh, look are at, they though? Like, I, I would, believe would I so. Even, would I like if? If, um, let's say, uh, U.S. played against Turkey in the quarterfinal and they beat Turkey, I don't even, I think Turkey's not even in the World Cup. No, I don't think they are. But let's say they, they beat them in the round of 32. It's like, okay, well, you guys lost the fifth game, but we've been to the semifinal. Would you care? I would. I wouldn't. I would be like, okay, so what? In relativity, no, I beat you. In relativity for, for my region, I would care, yeah. But uh, I'm saying, like, for the, glo- for the global impact... It's whatever, but like, look, it's like saying Asia Korea ain't. made it to the fucking semifinal. Yeah, Korea. And, and that's a bragging right for me. No, well, I don't know because you don't I, expect. I don't respect Korea's history. You don't expect most teams' and, and, histories, and I, and, I, and I don't respect Turkey's history. Yeah, and, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's not about it's not about respecting. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bragging right when you can make it further in a tournament than any other team. It's if I could put it in Champions League terms, let's say a team from uh, fucking Croatia, Dinamo Zagreb, for the first time ever is the first Croatian team to make a semifinal in the Champions League. That's a big deal. And I think it's the same way for us because no no Croatian team has ever made a, a final. And I'm just saying this. Hypothetically, off the top of my head, it's the similar way I see it from CONCACAF, where we're always counted out. The way that the globe look, counts out Asia as well, they're like, well, they're not serious. Well, what, what if one day a team takes it serious? How much do Croatia fans brag about making a World Cup final? I mean, there's levels, and, and that's impressive, you know, for, for nations to make those bounds. Well, the, well, and I think in the world game, 
Croatia is in particular has been relevant. Whereas even if this is reality, even if the U.S., Mexico, Korea, whoever on that level makes it to the final, they'll look at it as a fluke anyway. Oh, I don't agree with you, man. I think yeah, that would be look that, at it as a fucking flu. That would that would change the culture so much, but and be, and the amount of passion behind it. And, and you're saying US, final within the U.S. Of course, of course, and that's that's where we live, and that's what we're talking yeah, exactly. about. We're talking about uh, football yeah. in the U.S. But the world is still going to look at it as a fluke. Well, we I don't care about what the world and, thinks. And Turkey, let's be honest, Turkey, Korea, when they made it to the semifinal those years. That was a fluke because it never happened again, and they never even got close to it. But that, but it doesn't matter. That's club football. I mean, that's I mean, that's a cup football. I should say it's you don't you don't always expect the team to that's the best exactly. to win it all. And that's but, why I don't consider it like I, I, that's why I don't consider it a bragging right to your contemporaries. Well, in the in the grand scheme, then for eighty years, nobody has gotten lucky enough to get past the fifth round. Nobody's gotten lucky enough to get a penalty I shootout think, uh, to get a you know. I think U.S. made it to the semifinal one season. No, but I don't count that. I don't count that. Any, <laughs> No, seriously, I mean, anything beyond well, that's 50, history, though, man. No, no, that's that's not. I mean, some nations didn't even Wait, have paid the roads. final. That they even no, made? they've never made a final. Oh, okay, it's, so it was a semifinal. No, it's not. It doesn't count. No, I mean, for me, <laughs> it seriously doesn't count because only a certain amount of nations were even playing developed football. Uh, like only like maybe like twenty percent you know of the why, world, and that's why I feel like Uruguay's World Cups are kind of bullshit. Yeah, no, and I, England's for me too is not valid, and I don't. I'm not even sure if they won it. By the way, but. Uh, you England know, it, yeah. it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, what have you done today? And we've well, never made it past I, well, the fifth that's, round. Well, and that's the crazy thing about history is whether you and I agree with it, whether it like whatever the context was or is. That's what it. that's what happened. England has a World Cup. Uruguay has two. I think they even beat Brazil in both of them. Uh, Brazil won some before the 60s. But they won some more recently. Yeah, no, they yeah, of course. But I I I don't know. I, I think uh, I think context matters, and um, I don't know. Within a cup, it's tough to say what what means something to to somebody else, right? So I'm not gonna tell you what it means to you, and I also can impose my own sort of um disregards to certain things it's not a disregard we do it in basketball all the time too you know we uh, people clown the clippers for never making a final there's levels and and being part of the conversation to win it all is, is significant and i think the closer you get to that for me i think it's something to be proud of you're not gonna just be a group stage team and then one year win the world cup it's it's called progression that's that's what happens in football and and yeah, I mean, for for the U.S., I'm optimistic, and I just want to be. I want them to be the first team to make it past that threshold and maybe beyond. And I think they have the best chance. Yeah, well, I mean, the the thing about U.S. is you can actually look at it as as okay if they make it to the um, what is it the quarterfinal or yeah the, or the, the semifinal yeah wait the fifth game is the quarterfinal right yeah no round of sixteen round of sixteen is the fourth game. Fifth game is the quarterfinal. Yeah. If they get beyond so that. So if you get beyond that, you figure because of the the average age of the U.S. team that they're going to get there and where those players are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas if it was Wales, for example, that made it to the fifth game, you don't really have that same sort of 
linear progression that that U.S. might have. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, you know, exactly. Because of the that's confederation, what I mean. that's that's specifically. Well, I mean, that's what I'm comparing it yeah, to. Yeah. I just I feel like, and it would be the same for Mexico if they were to do it. It would be like, damn, finally, you know, because every World Cup, every game they show you their furthest or their like their latest exit was round of sixteen. Yeah, and but also look, it was against Argentina or, and, and, or and, Germany or whoever. It's and like, maybe there's well, one year those that, guys are like going all the way. Well, man, maybe there were some years that they still they made fifth round and maybe should have beat said team. I don't I don't have a list the of all only the World Cups. One that I can really think of was uh, USA. In 2002. Oh, uh, but, you know, yeah. we're the, you know, we, you know who the U.S. is. <laughs> but, I mean, in general, though, like, you know, it's, cheeks. it's like you can't pick your path in a cup either. It, no, it's just kind no, of probability, but, but, you know. But, again, it, it, but it, that, that is a, that can be a factor. But once you're getting past the fifth round, you're playing nothing but good teams. Let's be real. I mean, you know. Out of 32 teams, well, and then in the next World Cup, it's going to be 48. Um out yeah, that's, that's teams, yeah. 10 are obviously top 10, right? And yeah. even then, some of those teams didn't make it. And I don't know. I I, I have to... Um, I guess I, I have to say that, that some teams don't even deserve to make it out of the group stage. I'm going to point out Mexico in particular last, last time out because they had to rely on a very last-minute goal or like a last-minute situation, kind of like how City won with a... With the, the 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 league this season, or even so. like when sorry to cut you off, but when um ah dude um, I'm forgetting his name uh played for Sporting Kansas City the U S he scored a header qualified Mexico into the World Cup oh Graham Zuzzi yeah Santo exactly Zuzzi. yeah exactly like, yeah, that shows a yeah, crazy like, and the same thing happened with Mexico it was like mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Son that that scored for Sonaldo for uh, Korea against Sweden and or uh, against Germany and that that qualified uh, Mexico. Mexico had no business making it to to the next phase, and they happened to make it. So, you know, the, and 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 that's cup cup competition. But uh, I don't know. I I guess I value it in a different way than you do, and we'll we can agree to disagree because you bring up really good points, and uh, I. I I know. I, I, just, I see your your side of it. I, it's like I, part, it's like a participation trophy. In I, a way. I hate to. Yeah, I, I hate to. And, and also, just fans in general, they'll peacock, right? They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll, it's a pissing oh, fest. We, oh, we we made it further than you guys. You guys are garbage. You guys and haven't you, beat us in the last three fixtures. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you're you, often oh, we only won against penalty. Like uh, you know, it's uh, like like with uh, like with Liverpool this season, for example. In all three finals, they didn't score in regulation time, but they won two titles in penalties. Like, oh, well, you guys didn't score in the final. You can't have silverware to show for it, you know? Yeah. Uh. Uh, and, 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 and you can write that off, right? Like, as, as a fan of an opposing team, you can write off that, that, uh, that victory. And you can also be a Liverpool fan and be like, Christ, you know, we're lucky to come out with this one. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And, and you're going to have that conversation it, twice. And, and I think yeah. there is a happy medium, a realistic medium. It's like, well, fuck. Well, fuck. Liverpool are the best team. And for me to say, it's like, oh, Mexico didn't deserve to be in, in, the, in the fourth game. Well, that's true. To you. That's valid. Not to say that, oh, no, we deserve to be there. And, you know, well, whatever. We, we made it. No, Robin. Where, where are you? You, made, you lost in group stage. Robin, Robin robbed you guys. But yeah, it's more significant. Like, and I don't think even so. if Canada don't make it out the group and Mexico don't, and then the U.S. does, it's a bragging right. 
Uh, well, there is going to be bragging. Yeah. Make no mistake. Just just like how and if Mexico, Mexico make it out and Mexico we don't... haven't lost in the group stage in I don't know however many years, whereas U.S. has. I'm not going to brag about that. Well, hey. I know that because because so many people have brought that up, but I, I don't wow. I don't care about that. That doesn't mean anything to me. Oh, you oh, you you uh, you progress one game further to lose. Cool, awesome, good. You you grab your ankles against the big teams. You've never played in the the match that I've played a quarterfinal in, in in the World Cup. You've never felt that your country has never rooted for you in that circumstance. <laughs> yeah. They have for me, and they grab their ankles in that. And league. we still made it there, and you didn't, yeah. and you couldn't muster up the nuts, the gonads, the goals, or the defensive capability to get there. It's yeah. it's sorry, it's a bragging and right. And you grabbed your ankles when you did play that game. And that's assuming that we'll lose the sixth, and that's assuming that we'll lose the seventh. <laughs> no, I not have one, I have, not two. Ooh, I have three. U.S. as a dark horse. Uh, no, you're just saying that just so you have a cop out later. I mean, I no. I, I I strongly believe if I lose if I lose to the winner, I'm okay with that. I think the U.S. will 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 be the the Concacaf team to make it the furthest in World Cup history. And here we can be both be wrong. Canada can make it. Well, to I, the I, final. Am, I am high on Canada. I am high on if Canada. If Canada makes it to the final, we'll never hear the end of it. Both of us. Hey, That's it's fine. capable. Yeah, it's possible. I don't. I don't think. Uh, uh, I don't think so. I don't think they believe in themselves that much. Ah uh, man. Um, but you know that's one thing about the World Cup is it it ha- it's, it has its surprises as any fo- you know football with cups does. It does. Yeah, yeah. When I was mean, the last time a winner was like whoa? No, 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 no not the winner, or, or not, even not the, the semifinalist. Croatia for me in my mind wasn't a semifinalist team the last time they. I mean they made a final, but I didn't even think they were that good, right? I, for me that's that's a significant one. Because um, I mean when you look at Germany, Spain, France, you know the usuals. Some of them disappoint and they flounder, and then these teams creep in I, there. I was thinking about that too because uh, Russia made it pretty far in the last World Cup. They're yeah, the host. Th- that's right? only yeah, yeah. But they made it past Spain, who were not playing to their level. Oh, terrible World Cup! Yeah, terrible World Cup. I think they'll be much better this season. I mean, this World Cup. Yeah, I, I, th- say. I, I think they're a contender. I mean, they have Gabi. How could they go wrong? Wait, who? Uh, Gavi. Is he starting? He scored the last he goal for them. Start. He better he, not start. He scored the last goal if for them. If he starts for them, they have problems. Well, you prefer Pedri. Or Ansu Fati. Uh, Fati would Pick be... one, which one? Fati would be lucky to get a call-up. If he's getting call-ups, well, we know why. Wow. We know why. Wow. That's. I'm just saying, man. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. I, I, no, I don't I think he deserves say a start. How I, I don't it. think he deserves a start. Yeah. Deserves I don't even start. think he deserves a call-up. Fati? Yeah. Of course not. But he used to get call-ups, and he played damn well. He played damn well, but he, not now. Not now. I'm not giving it to him now. Um, Ferran. Now, that's a different story. <laughs> well, d- uh, well, has he even played for Barcelona? But when he, plays for, when he throws in the, the, the kid, it's like he's like he turns into prime David Villa. We don't know that. Whoa. We don't right. know that. Well, we'll have to see. I'm, I'm super bricked for the World yeah. Cup. Un- he unlike will you. have been about a year. Well, the World Cup was supposed to start this week. Yeah, but, you know... It was supposed to start this fucking Friday. Patience and is... fucking assholes from Qatar want to buy everything just like they got Mbappe, who, by the way, is going to Madrid next season. Patience is a virtue, man. I don't... I don't... I mean, think about how cool <sighs> Thanksgiving, Christmas time, World fair. Cup... Okay, fair. Um, well, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be over by the time Christmas comes. But it'll be my birthday... You know, Sagittarius gang, hey. Hey, that's just hey. a Sag in me. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, you know, I'm just speaking I'm just speaking like a typical Sag. Yeah, but, no, nah, I mean, 
I wish it was now, but I'm already Henry over that hump. ass. Um, yeah, the World Cup is supposed to be this week. But, you know, I saw this, uh, this video of uh, Uruguay. Um, they promised that if they made it to the World Cup, if they qualified for the World Cup, they would bike it to their training site, which is about 25 kilometers or so. Easy money. What is that equal to, like 16 miles or 15 miles or something like that? Damn near. Um, yeah, they would bike it. And I saw them biking, and they were all, like, in these, like, like winter clothes. And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, they, well, Uruguay is in the southern hemisphere. It's so winter it's for winter them right now. South of the equator, yeah. And I think we brought this point up before. The World Cup is going to be in a lot of people in the half the world's summer for, for the first time in ever or for a long time. So that's, I guess, in terms of humanity and, and thinking of my fellow man, that's a good thing. Yeah, like imagine the bloke that's always had to miss every World Cup and only read about it on the newspaper because he works during this season. And now he'll have his, you know, vacational period and he'll finally be able to really sit back and enjoy a World Cup. That's yeah. pretty dope. Yeah, it's awesome. And there will be I've people that will miss, you know. I've never had that person. You've never personally felt that? No, no, and I and Can't I want relate. to I want to in 2026. But yeah, it's you know we also think I have to think about our our, our fellow man and uh, consider that uh, that they want to enjoy it in in their own summertime. Having said that, it's supposed to start this week, and uh, it's 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 annoying where it's at, how it happened, and the thought of the amount of people that. Um, received money for it to be this way we have to we have to be real a lot of people got paid for I'm it sure, to happen in Qatar I, I'm sure the same thing happened with Russia and I'm sure that I'm sure the same thing happened prior I'm sure it happens every time it's a bidding war I'm and, sure it happens every time and this time it was just so severe that but it was, now it's just so I hate oil money whoa whoa <laughs> hey hey look um, oil <laughs> in the grand scheme has richened the game, developed more infrastructure. It allows me to get to point A and point B. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one thing. Even though gas is, wow. I mean, what? We're looking at seven, eight a gallon now here in LA. We're getting close. Damn near. Um, 20 bucks ain't getting you where you want to get anymore. Yeah. And, you Do know, what? it's, but, you know, in the grand scheme, I, I think money is always a motive. And I, I just feel that we shouldn't antagonize Qatar too much. Huh. When we didn't have that same energy for our, you know, Soviet brothers. But the crazy thing, is, well, we stripped our Soviet brothers of a very big team this year. But um, the crazy thing is, is the way, is how connected or how influential Qatar has been in the very short term. The, they pretty much own PSG. And you can say it's owned by different entities. Well, no, that's City. Um, PSG is definitely owned by Qatar. Yeah. Their president is... I mean, not Qatar, the state. But one of the Qatari employees, if you will. Princess or something like that. God yeah. damn. Um, and then they're the president of, of PSG. It's Qatari, I guess. I don't, I don't even know what you want to call him. He he's got a seat at the UEFA board, and he's also uh, the president of I want to say the European branch of BN Sports, who distribute TV rights for different clubs and 
all that. There's a huge conflict of interest on top of their influence in getting the World Cup, right? And in certain uh, financial fair play regulations and all that. So it's it's sketchy all around, right? And and at this point, it feels like they're not even trying to hide it. Right. And this might sound sa- like sour grapes for me. I know, the, you know, that Mbappe thing didn't necessarily help. It doesn't, it doesn't look good. They don't need the money. And, and the figures that are thrown around for, for keeping him and all that. Um, that's, it's just, it's sketchy all around. And I've been very vocal against the whole Qatar World Cup thing, uh, from, from day from one, from, from the, from the get go. Uh, but We're anyway, not. anyway, that it's supposed to be this week. It's in five months. So we'll, we'll take it as it is. Yeah. The only thing that does bother me is the fact that it'll be mid season. It's gonna, it's gonna have the weirdest toll on the season, you know? I, I wonder how far how far away from the World Cup are is the season going to pause? Is it going to be a week? Is it going to be two or three weeks? Is it going to be a month? How how big of a pause are we talking? Because typically these players get from the end of their own respective league season to play with their team or with their national team to warm up, to get chemistry, to work on tactics. It's it's a month to three weeks, so how far of a pause are we going to get? That's the biggest question right now. Yeah. And then, obviously, it's going to bleed over into the, the, the end season. of the season, right? So then next season, are we going to have only, like, a three-week break? So th- this is not just going to affect how we're not doing it this summer. It's going to affect how next summer is going to be played out. Champions League, for all we know, is going to be an exact year from now. Yeah. No, probably it, more no more it's, it's gonna, gonna bleed like, yeah it's gonna bleed in cause now you pause the season and you prolong it so now the season's gonna end later it's gonna end maybe around this time and it's gonna just give players ultimately a, ultimately a smaller window but you know what can you do they're powerless you have to play the world cup man as a player that's the main goal I think of anybody's career and, and that's the shitty part is that like you know this would've been the ideal time for players to rest you know and and if they're not resting, and they're actually doing playing the fucking bullshit. Nations, ass, League. Nations League. Whoa, whoa. How many, how many, uh, you know, uh, World Cup injuries are we gonna have? Like before, like how many season type end ending injuries are we gonna have because of this? I hope not a lot. I hope none, but there's gotta be some. There's always a big one, right? There's gotta be a little some, some. <laughs> yeah, but that's my gripe. I, I, I'm just disgusted. It's disgusting. On top of the fucking. Uh, humans rights violations that I'm doing nothing against. (laughs) Allegedly. I know, I know, I know. Um, And also their human rights views and, you know, their acceptance of peoples with (laughs) different backgrounds or different vices as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Um, Let's just say they're not celebrating gay pride in in Qatar right now. (sighs) This month. Or any other month. (laughs) Yeah, wallahi. And also, you can't have a beer. <laughs> and you, if you're a woman, you have to wear a burqa. But hey, uh, it's super welcoming. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know if uh, if you had any more rumors to go on or uh, any you games you're fixated on. No, I mean Darwin Nunez to Liverpool. That's yeah, that's a big rumor. I at think the I think that they have to do that one just as a reaction to Holland and 
Obviously, they're going to be losing money. It's an arms race. Is that what you're trying to suggest? Um, Do they want to go bar to bar? Do they want to go bar for bar with us? <laughs> Do they really want to do that? I think as it stands, if they let go of Mane and get um, Nunez, that's not bad, is it? It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, Julian they Alvarez. Have, they have Diaz. Oh, Diaz is nice. I, I've been saying I, I really like his game. Um, it's just so sharp, you know, so sharp and attentive and... He has that dog in him, <laughs> you know. So that's and I've I've seen that, known that Porto days. I mean, that guy was even on FIFA. He was just OP. But um, yeah, no. I mean, uh, aside from that, obviously, I think we went over the city transfers. Nothing has has really changed. Things are pretty much the same. Same targets we mentioned. Wait, what about that soccer rumor? That yeah, yeah, that, and that's a rumor, and I'm not really buying that. By the way, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I'm not clinging my hopes on that. And I don't want to take that player away from Arsenal personally. I, I like Arsenal and I want them to blossom into their own thing. Be as good as they can be. But, you know, when it comes to money, um, it's not it's not even an Arsenal problem. Most clubs aside from Chelsea. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think Arsenal, the, that's they've never really shied away from selling a player that they love. But, you know, if the price is right. Like every player is yeah. for sale for them. Yeah, and like in the grand scheme, of City were to that lose, which they probably will lose Gabriel Jesus, and they lose Sterling or Mares down the line. They're gonna want to replenish. He's not a bad option. There's a lot of good wingers though. Uh, there's so many good options. It wouldn't. It doesn't have to just be Saka for me, but I wouldn't be mad. Dude's a stud, you know. Super oh yeah, good. absolutely. Super good, and um, yeah, I mean, aside from him. Has, are there any more Madrid rumors? I think we addressed all of them. Chouameni is almost a done thing. It's, it's not quite official yet, but um, there's a Jesus rumor. There's Sterling rumors too, right? To Madrid. There, yeah, there there was, yeah. Which I don't mind. Actually, I, I would love to have Sterling. Um, oh, no. Yeah, no, I would love Hey, I wouldn't, brother. Like he, well, that's the thing. We wouldn't get him to finish. Uh, that's just a bonus, but... Sabonis. Yeah. Um, nah, I mean he's he's good. He's a good player, but you know some sometimes he it's just you know there's better out there, and I think it it shows constantly. But um, bringing into service, space man. from a Modric or a, or a course pass. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like the way that looks. His backwards are nice. pass to Benzema. Hmm. Or or Vinny. Vinny <laughs> playing a cross ball. Yeah. Yeah. Onto the other end. I like that. I like that a lot. And he's no, no puede ser. Good no, at dribbling. No, no, puede good at, good, no puede ser. Good at getting past his man. Que se falla es we'll, we'll, take, we'll take him, man. Yeah. Y le están dan silbadazos en el Estadio Bernabo. No, the madre mía. The only other city player that would want more than Sterling, quite frankly, right now. Well, obviously, other than De Bruyne. Philip uh, Foden? No. Uh, Bernardo Silva. Oh, Rodri? Uh, oh, you guys have enough. Oh, yeah. Enough uh, yeah, we don't need that uh, walking fridge. <laughs> yeah. Ruben it's, Diaz? No, nah, you guys have enough. Nah, no, nah, we're good. We got Rudiger. Right, right. Yeah, and Kyle, that's official too. Kyle Walker? Nah. Y'all have Carvajal. Nah, we got Carvajal, man. Yeah. Holland? Nah, y'all got. <laughs> Big dick bit! Whoa. Um, anyway, anything else? Any other rumors? No? No, no, I think that uh, wraps it up. I mean, oh, we, we didn't really touch on this, but, uh, you know, obviously Bayern are, are in for Mane, but Liverpool oh, are not so- yeah, satisfied right? with the amount. And, yeah, that's going to be know, an ongoing thing. That's gonna, that's Bayern. And, and they I feel, buy well, and they I feel, earn. I feel like uh, Liverpool aren't going to let go of Mane until they've 
got his replacement. As soon as they get the replacement for him, they'll be like, we'll let him go for 35. Whatever. Uh, Christian Pulisic, come here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Sit on the bench for Luis Diaz. Whoa, whoa. I know you're good at that. Um, yeah. Um, well, and speaking of Bayern Munich, uh, Lewandowski's giving out more interviews by the day, just how he's not happy. How he says he's, his feelings for them are, are dead. Something inside me has died, and uh, I don't want to be here anymore, and you don't appreciate me. That's what made, oh, made it man. so poetic. I know. Like, my guy, you're 34. Well, keep what in mind, th- this is the same guy to, to make TikToks with his hips swaying and eyes locked in on mm-hmm. the camera. And what does that mean for you? Well, I mean... <laughs> You're asking, you're asking why this guy is making it emotional. Well, I think I think we have all our evidence. So I rest my case, Your Honor. Hey, cerdo. Oh. Hey. Anyway, um, yeah, Lewandowski's like basically saying Barca or nobody else, but I don't want to play for Bayern, so it's Barca, and you know, Barcelona's right now also. Trying to figure out, well, they're basically telling De Jong that he has to leave because they need to fund. Uh, well, they they're getting Kessie already from Milan. Milan. They're trying to uh, renew uh, uh, Gavi and Pedri's contracts. Um, they might and they're trying to fund Frankie, that Lewandowski though. transfer. So they they they're looking at De Jong as like, damn. <laughs> You well, might he, need to go. He might, and United seem to be interested. I know, and I feel like everything is being done against De Jong's will. Like he doesn't, he really doesn't want to leave Barcelona. Yeah, but uh, it's it feels like there's no other. He's high value, you know. So it's, he's high value, yeah. And and I think Barcelona is gonna let him go on a very cheap deal, less than he's worth. I, I don't know if he's a hundred million dollar player. Uh, minimum for De Jong right now, I would say is eighty. And I don't. I think they're going to take less than that. I think yeah. they're going to take quite a bit less because they know that Barca's desperate, and because of the fact that Barca is desperate, they're going to accept less than they probably should to fund all these transfers and and wages. And uh, it's they find themselves in a really fucked up situation. But if you have the opportunity to get Lewandowski, even if it's a short term one two year deal, I think you have to take it, right? Yeah, I mean they were unlucky with Kuhn. That was the idea behind Kuhn. It didn't yeah, happen. Yeah. He departed. And now well, I he... think Kuhn also came because of Messi. I don't know if he came. I think if Messi was oh, no, of course. not on the team, he wouldn't have gone. You know, but he was, you know, I think he could have made a difference on the season. Oh, yeah, you know? of course. And, yeah, and so him not being there, I think they, they still have that gap that they were expecting somebody to be there. Ferran, you know, he's good and more of a winger, but he can still finish decently. Aubameyang was a breath of fresh air, but then cooled off. So I think, yeah, Lewandowski is necessary, too. It doesn't have to be him, but it looks like it's him. You well, know? he's the only, like, sure thing. Sure thing. He's older, but he's, like, he's a superstar, you know? He's reliable. Still breaking records. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like you're going to spend maybe 60, 60 mil on Unkunku without or, a certainty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that he's going to be that great. Where Lewandowski, on the international scale, on you club know, level. You know what you're getting. Yeah, he's so good. Um, you know, up there with Benzema. Although Benzema, I think, lately has surpassed him. But up there with him. You know, if there's anybody in that convo. After maybe a, a step below is like Harry Kane and, and some other people. But those two guys in particular... 
Although Lewandowski is more on the downslope now. Benzema, so? Yeah, I think um, his best days are behind him. Benzema is riding the plateau, but I think those days will soon soon come, although he's shown no signs, right? But you've got to think at this age it will start to show a little more. Yeah, 34 years. It Whatever is, you're doing at 34 is not sustainable. But it's crazy, though, because sports now... I mean... I mean, look at Ronaldo. As, sport, as sports fans, we look at players and we rate them on potential a lot of the time. So that's why I feel like a lot of uh, younger players get a little overvalued. Uh, I, th- I think that's just the truth. Is, is Younger players get overvalued because of you assume that they're going to... We're, we're grading them against these legends. Look at, look at Steph Curry right now. Whoa. Right? We assume that he's 34. Yeah. But you wouldn't think that he's slowing down or you wouldn't think that he's going to have like this sharp decline that you would have thought maybe 20, 30 years ago. He's also more athletic. Exactly. He's like, I mean, yeah, he's a specimen. Yeah. To himself, though. I mean, like, right, obviously yeah, compared yeah. to like another guy. But but uh, I don't know. I think a lot of players now we're, we're seeing where a lot of players were retiring or, or playing in a much lower league or much lower placed team 20 years ago at 32, 31. We see a lot of players now in their mid-30s still doing just fine. Yeah. And I know I'm talking about elite players like Modric and Ronaldo and Messi and Lewandowski. Fernandinho. Sure. Different role. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think, th- I think uh, sports now has changed to the point where 34 isn't really all that old. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, not everybody's lucky to be injury-free. But if you have a prolonged history with injuries, I think... It's hard to give you that benefit, you know, of the doubt. Yeah, and, and and of course you have to also consider upside. I mean, look at Slatan though, man. That guy, he's forty been, years old, and he's had to get like numerous surgeries, and apparently he played like without a fucking ACL or some shit like that. I don't know how true that is. Ah, uh, <laughs> honestly, I don't like. I'm sure the pain would be so unbearable to the point where you, you, something has to happen. But if you're playing six months without an ACL, I don't know. Maybe he didn't know. Ignorance is bliss sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that guy and Ronaldo as well, you know, they continue doing the goods. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um, no, no, not right now. You know, uh, as of now, we're just taking it slow. Yeah. There's, yeah. Not much, there's not much to talk about in terms of actual, you know, current stuff. But I think it'll pick up. You know, the more the rumors come in, the yeah, more the that, important games, and then, and then preseason. Preseason games are going to be, hopefully we go to a couple. Well, uh, and then MLS is going to come smile. in. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to be heading to the one in July. Ah, man. That's so long from now, too. It's over a month It feels, away. but, like, it's going to come. It's going to come, like, pretty quickly. Whoa. Soon, soon, oh, man. Soon, <laughs> soon you're going to be, oh, shit. It's, like, I'm, I'm going to be going in a couple of days, so... Uh, yeah, well, we'll check you know, in. <laughs> you know, if if work permits. Uh, ah, to, ah, yeah. Anyway, man, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, two guys, two mics, two pints. A mega pint. Ah, man, and, uh, Mr. Yeah. Depp, man. That's one for the brothers. Ah, man. Anyway, uh, yeah. We'll 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 check in next time. Take care, everybody. Bye.